This is Ool Radio. I am Jason Snell. I'm here with Alicia V. Carr. Hello. Hello, Jason. I loved your presentation today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, you became a developer at 51 after standing in an iPad line and seeing a 16-year-old kid in front of you who, who got the money for the iPad from developing an app and said, I can do that. And you just imagine. Come on now. Jason, you know, we're old, I'm old school, okay? So you know my age right now, so just imagine. I'm old school. I'm 46, so, so, so I'm not too far behind you. So you just imagine what child, what parent would give a child that kind of money? You know, that's the first thing my curiosity is, you know. Right, like, so it's like paper route or something like that yeah, or yeah. Write something. Yeah, and so to find out, I'm like 16 years old, created a mobile app. That's cool as hell. Yeah. So what what... What were you doing before you decided to become a coder? Well, I've been I've been in coding since I was um, 25. My first, oh, so you were coding, just not coding iPad stuff. Right, right. Oh, okay. Like my first hand on a computer was an IBM punch card machine oh, at the awesome. age of 17. And I knew then I was wanted to be in programming. And so... Um, so you doing like corporate stuff or... No, I mean, I was in high school. It was just touch... It was oh, yeah. just the, the thing was, you know... Back then, you know, that was like the new thing. That was, I know, people have to learn computers. Yeah. These kids need yeah. to learn. That's what we were exactly. all told, right? Exactly. And so when I touched it, I was like, <laughs> I want to be in programming. And so, you know, I think at that time I didn't understand how to get into college, you know, and wasn't able to, you know, grasp, you know, doing grants and scholarship. And I think it wasn't as easy back then as, you know, as as, as easy right now. So, um Got married, had, um, my husband was in the military, um, moved to, um, the, I think my first hands of me wanting to be on computers is when I realized I was living in uh, Fort Lee, Virginia. And um, I was like, I'm tired of working retail. And I want to get out of retail because my husband was always gone and I had to work weekends and nights and I couldn't be with my children. So I went to the military base and they had like this college, you know, one credit college courses back then, which is like continuing education. Right. And so I took MS-DOS and D-Base. I put it on my resume. I went down to all the banks in Richmond and got a job as a database programmer at Sovereign Bank. That's awesome. My mother-in-law... It was also a computer programmer. She's retired now, but she was also a computer programmer. It's a very similar story. That's mm-hmm. that's so great. Yep. And so I, it was so crazy because I was like, well, all the customer service people was on the other end of the floor. And for you to get become a customer service um, a representative, you had to have a college degree. And I only did was take three college credits and became a database programmer. And that just like freaked me out. And like, okay, so it it... It didn't kick until maybe later on down the time that uh, in computers, it doesn't require a college degree at that point. So from there, I learned HTML, created a website. Um, I took a book, HTML for Dummies. Oh, yeah, sure. Created a website, created a website called African-American Literary Forum, which um, allowed me to find books on Amazon, which the search was so messed up. You couldn't find no books back in the time when Amazon was created. And I was able to link those books onto a website so that I can find books for my children. I really did it for me to find books for when I want to buy my kids books for Christmas or any holiday Mm -hmm. so I can buy it for myself because I couldn't find them each and every time. And then... Um, I asked my kids to help me because they were all in high school and they were like, no, we're not in computers. And it got bigger than me. And so I decided to get rid of that. Um, I learned C++ for Oracle, mm-hmm. um, um, SQL. Um, 
I I'm help women in entrepreneurship to in computers, learning Excel. So were you still doing like was like at the bank or other jobs like that while you well, were also doing this stuff? On the well, side? what happened was the bank when I I was there for a year, and my husband's like, we're going back to Germany. And so while I was in Germany, Germ- the military had these old computers. I learned how to take these old computers, fix them. And I had three computers in my house with the the big floppy disk. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. And they had games on it. So the kids were playing with that. And from there, I moved from Germany to Atlanta and and started my small business there with building computers Got a job, um, helped us support for a company called Sales Technology, which did um, help us support proprietary software for pharmaceutical companies. Um, I mean, there was not a time that I, I, I don't think I ever realized what I was doing. So it didn't kind of come to me until maybe later on that I am a computer nerd geek. Yeah, I was going to say, on one, you could tell this story and make it seem like you're kind of wandering through all sorts of different paths, and it's like, where's she going to go next? But there's a common element, right? It's like, you, you, are, you are building up, you were working in technology this whole time, yeah. and you're building up all these different skills. Like, everywhere you turn, everywhere there's, a, there's another new skill that you're picking and up. And it was just, it was just I, I mean, I, I really, I got fired from my job for... Um, I couldn't my, when you when you documenting help desk case you know help desk mm-hmm. in the software I got fired because my punctuations grammar and everything was so messed up that you know they wrote me up for that and so I was like you know it felt like so messed up like well, what the hell you know it's like what, what can I do <laughs> you know but I loved computers and so when I started I think HTML was where I really liked what I could do and nobody messed with me and I you know. And then I realized that I have this dyslexic thing for coding. You know, there is no big thing about you spell. You don't know how to spell restaurant or, um, you know, asking, asking um, series. So how do you spell assistant series? <laughs> you know, and so I don't have I didn't have to worry about that when it came to coding. You know, and that's where the excitement was. You know, nobody was over my back. Right? They're not. They're not spell checking your coding, and you you just were on it, mm-hmm. so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then, so we talk about you picking up all these different things, and then you're in line at the Apple Store getting that iPad, and you talk to that kid, and you think, okay. I mean, it was <laughs> it was just weird though, because I mean, I could never. I, I've, I mean, I, no, I want my husband asked me, "What do you want to do when your kids leave the house?" And I'm like, "Oh, gee, I don't know," and so. With that happening, I think that was when I realized when the kids, now that the, my kids were all, my kids are all grown. So what I was going to do. So, it so you was, were right on the edge there of, of having the kids exact, out of the house. The kids was already gone. They were, so they were. Okay. So you were ready to go. Yeah. Right? You were. I just didn't know what to do. You know, it, I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> so this, this opportunity came. I started looking for schools. Big Nerve Ranch was probably the biggest school back then in 2012. That was actually, I mean, there was other ones, but Big Nerve Ranch was just one of the biggest ones. Right, very so, high and, profile. And, yeah. yeah, and I tried to get one with them, but they were like, "No, we want the full amount," which I think it was like between eighteen, I mean, no, eight or ten thousand dollars for yeah, two those weeks. Yeah, that's a yeah, mm-hmm. that's an expensive. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, and learning it. So you did you did like videos and stuff, right? Is that is that it? Did you? I did. Use... The, I did the. Um, there was on. There was an online boot camp. Oh, there's just an online boot camp. Yeah, and they were just starting out, and they started out like charging 125 dollars for the three month course, which now, you I don't even want to imagine how much it yeah. was. It's it's a, like their program now is about 
two to three thousand dollars. Sure, but there, I, I feel like there's always going to be something that's that's that you know. Every time somebody says, "Oh, we can make money from this," let's raise our price. Somebody else says, "Okay, we're yeah, going to do a exactly. We're going to do a cheaper or a free version that people can get." And I probably was the probably the first woman there in their in their program as well. So. Apple, you, you, what a great story. Like 2015, you get scholarship and you're going to WWDC. And a year later, you are at the center of the intro video for WWDC. Yes, Pretty big year for you. It, you know what? I, that was like the shocker. Because, you know, it's like, you know, okay, I got on there in 2015. I'm all right. I'm all right now. You know, it's all cool. But 2016 was like an, a, a crazy ladder. And you like they, it's almost like what people say, you know, you, you grow each year. Things change for you each year. I started this, created this app in 2014. And I created when, when you know, coming to creating Purple Pocketbook and now it's Purple Evolution, but... When I really when I did it, and when my mentor told me about um, um, the idea of it, I started to cry because around me there's there was so many victims of domestic violence. My girlfriend, my mother, my aunt, my daughters, uh, and one of my girlfriends died from domestic violence. So it was very it was a very emotional thing, and to do it for the purpose of I did it because one it was a project. And it was something that emotionally it let out a lot of emotion to get through. Second is was that it, it you know I I did it, you know it was that proud thing and you know, I did it, and then to to and then you know my mentor saying Alicia you have to let Apple you let happen. it wasn't about Apple it was about letting people know about the app, trying to grow the app and to get app and then doing it to. Taking that picture, doing that T-shirt was to thank them more so than anything to get than anything to be getting acknowledged. I was so grateful for me to have this dream to just be in the in the home of Apple. You know, it's like you know the sky rising up, and you know it was just me. You know, it was that kind of you know excitement than anything to have been done for this to happen is totally just like a shocker. Don't get me wrong, Jason. This was totally a shocker. Yeah. And so when they did the video, it was crazy, though. I've never, ever been in a movie before. Do you feel like it was like you just kind of got sucked up into a whirlwind? It's like, okay, Apple's kind of running the show now, and I'll just do what I they tell me to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, okay, walk down the street. Okay, that was like, and I was like, that was like three hours. I'm like, dude, walk down the street with heavy pocketbook flats. I'm like, yo, yo, you're killing me here. You know, and, and, and this is so weird. And all that time, the executives was in the van sitting in the van and everywhere I go, they was somewhere hiding somewhere watching me. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, crazy. And then, but... You know, they pay actors a lot of money to do that, right? Walking down yeah. the street for... <laughs> Yeah, they sure did. it's not. It's not maybe not as easy as as everybody thinks because you got to keep walking down that same street every day. Mm-mm. I was so glad they were gone. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, the uh, something you said earlier that I, I just want to mention again. I don't know if you saw Alex Cox's talk, but um, what she said at, at one point that I thought was really great, and it, you just highlighted it, which is one of the reasons. Like we talk about having a lot of diversity as a good thing, but I think sometimes people don't talk about why. And you just perfectly elaborated why, which is you 
were in a community and had friends who were impacted by domestic violence and you decided that there was an app to be made there and there was value that you could bring to that. And that's a great example of how you saw something in your life that you could do something about. And if every single app developer looks the same and is from the same background, they're only going to care about the stuff that they, that they care about and that they know about. So it's like a great example where, you know, you're not just building a great app, but you're serving, I, I don't even want to say your community, you're serving, no, I'm you're serv- serving your friends well, and people you know, and then you're also you're serving a whole community. Well, Jason, I'm serving the world. Y- yeah. Because I've got, I mean, my little app that I created just for the state of Georgia, I have people from all over the world contacting me, asking me, is it available in their country? Yeah. And that is like so profound to me because that app wasn't meant to serve the world. And the problem is, is me, myself, and I that build that app. Yeah. So, yeah. so is it still Georgia focused? It's right now. Um, the Pivo version we're trying to get national. I got like Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio on there. But you have to do special stuff for every every state, every, state, every region. Well. You know, being that developer that I am, you know, somebody, somebody where I'm, you know, you kind of talking way through your app or idea for an app. And I realized, oh, duh, where did you get the information from in the first place? So I got to go back to this website that I got the original information from, even though it may not list all the states. Too bad. I'm going to list the states in this particular website. I'm not going to break my neck no more trying to I reach out to some states and they send me their whole book of law. And I'm like. I am not going to break that down for you, babe. So um, it's become this thing that I have women who are victims who reach out to me and basically um, said, thank you. You saved my life. And and I'm never going to see that on, say, on a news or a paper because a lot of these victims don't want it to be public. Right. And, you know, and, you know, again, that's something that, like, I realized that my app is more so an underground kind of app right now. You know, and I've created some other apps, you know, and I don't and I haven't even published it because I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm never it's never going to get published the way it should. Because, again, I saw I see a problem and I create a solution and I'm and that's never I realized don't even try it. Don't I created something for um, for sex trafficking. I it was an app that allows victims of sex trafficking to report or communicate with somebody anonymously for help. I'm not putting that out. I'm definitely not going to put that out because one, I don't want the responsibility of doing it. Right. You know, two is let somebody else create it, you know, because right now the domestic violence is so right now to a point overwhelming for me. I just can't, you know. Yeah. And and it's just you. Yeah. It's just me. Do you ever think about working with other people and having, bringing on partners to do some of it? I've been scolded many of times to reach out to the the community and to have them help me. But the problem is is that I'm so I'm afraid. It's 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 I'm afraid that oh if I put it out there this person is also an abuser and he's going to use it to and I have to my husband said you have to be able to let that go. Because you want this to you want this out there. You want this even if it's underground, you want to be able to um, help these women. So I have, I've reached out to some folks and I got a couple of folks that I, who definitely will help me. And it's just me having to sit down and, you know, 
give them a call and help me. And believe me, you are not the first de- app developer and you won't be the last who is like, this is my, <laughs> this is my app. I made it. It's, it's my mine. Baby. I love yeah. it. It's my baby. Exactly it's right. It's my baby. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm afraid I don't, I don't want nobody to get hurt. You know? Yeah. That's, uh, that was another th- topic that came up in a talk, right? The, the, about um, responsibilities and all of that. And I had a friend of mine say, you know, he had these same issues where somebody was asking about something about like, you know, potentially opens this door to, are you an expert in this field? Do you know about this? What if something, something happens? Are you responsible? Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think it's good for app developers to be aware, like of the footprint they make in the world and then make the decision about, do you really want to open that door and walk down that path or, mm-hmm. or, or do you want to stop where you're exactly where, where you're, you're happy and you're able to function as a, as a person? Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I tried to let go of the app, but the women won't let me. It's, and it's a resource. And and I and I emphasize and what I did and I mean I may be taking too long on this but I'm, I'm you know what I did was I became the when I created I, I became not only the abuser but the victim and I had to make sure that if I am a victim how safe will I be against the abuser right and so there was like little things I changed like the first one it looked like a pocketbook. So a man would see it and say, okay, this is a bunch of colorful, purple, (laughs) pastel colors. This is an app for women. The second one, I added a calculator to it the second time. And um, for you to get in it, you need to get, need a passport code. You need to be created. And I mean, my husband downloaded the app, forgot his passcode. And he's like, I can't get in it. Well, well, you better, you didn't remember the passcode. That's on you. So I also, you know, I know the passcode. So I was able to punch it in and then show the person what it is. So a victim can't, a victim's, this app particularly is all about the victim. Right. Their safety, you know. And so, um, and, you know, it was so crazy because, you know, it was so funny. A lot of men asked me, okay, so what did this app do? And then a woman, a woman would say, oh, this is a cool app. So I get women and say, oh, this is cool. And men was like, okay, what does it do? And so... It's kind of hard to kind of, you know, I have to explain it, but for women, I never have to explain it, you know, because they know somebody who's in a situation and can relate. So it's just interesting that, you know, um, I enjoy what I do. I love coding and, you know, and it's just exciting for me. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Jason. This was awesome. Thank you. This is Ul Radio. Mm -hmm.